welcome to the podcast of Imago Day Community Eastside Gathering. Join us in this Sunday service as we look to the scriptures, seeking to be transformed into the image of Christ. So, um, I don't know a lot about computers, but I will try to explain a little bit from my limited knowledge. So apparently, I've made this mistake. So apparently, you can set a printer in your computer, right? I I say apparently because I didn't know that for a long time. And you set a default printer, right? And, uh, And when you hit print, it goes to your default printer. It tries to print from that printer. Uh, And if you just click print, it will go to your default printer. But that doesn't work if you're not around your printer, right? That you had to go hit hit print, choose another uh, printer, right? And then it will print uh, on that that specific thing, right? And uh, I say this to say because, uh, like, if you don't, if you have a default setting and you just hit print, it'll try to print from that printer. And the way I want to focus a little bit this morning around how we push the gospel out is this idea that we have a default setting as human beings. And our default setting is ourselves. That uh, without thinking, the first thing that comes to mind is me. Right? Like, like if we don't think, if we don't, if we don't put time to really consider or pray or any of those things, right? It's about who? Hey, how am I going to eat? How am I going to get to work? How am I? Like, our day is filled with who? Ourselves. It's our default. And what happens when the gospel enters our lives, when Jesus entered our lives, he tries to reset our default mechanism. The gospel doesn't work very well when all we think about is ourselves, right? It doesn't, uh, uh, when we don't make conscious decisions to live for other people, we live for ourselves. And then the gospel can't be pushed out into the world. Because uh, this happened to me one time also that uh, I had pushed print so many times, right? And nothing happened, right? That uh, that when I when I went when I figured out what happened, and then I, I I loaded another printer and I pushed print, it still wasn't working. It wasn't working because the system got jammed up. There were so many. There was probably like twenty or twenty-five print jobs in there, and I couldn't really print even though I had the right like the right printer this time. See, the gospel, when we think about ourselves, like every single day, all day long, if we don't, if we don't uh, think about other people, when we finally get to that spot where we think about somebody else in a day, it still doesn't work because we've thought about ourselves too much. And it's, and and it's clogged up. And we're sitting there going, why isn't this ministry working? Why isn't this working? I went to volunteer. Why is this person not listening to me? Well, that's because like, like the system's all jammed up with you. (laughs) Pushing print when that printer is not the thing to be used at that time, it just blocks things up. 
The gospel changes our setting to care for other people. This, this particular scripture, Paul is pointing out to them that, that we know what God is like. And so we want others to know, right? That, that the mechanism for how and understanding what the gospel means in our lives, yes, it is for us uh, to know Jesus, but then it is also for others to know Jesus, for us to push it out which means we can't think about ourselves as much. What does it mean to push the gospel out in community, not thinking about ourselves? That becomes the question, right? The scripture is clear. Christ is in us the hope of glory. Well, that, that hope can't get out if it's always about me. Scripture. Paul here says that it's love of Christ, right? Uh, that it should, it compels him. Paul used the example. It compels me. It, it moves me. I want, I want to get out into the world. I want to get to know people. I want to, I want people to know what this thing is about. I want this joy, this strength, this love, this contentment. I want everybody to know it. That this is the reason we move past ourselves because we want others to know this gospel message. And we no longer live for ourselves. See, the idea of, of my family is a default setting. Right? You know, you, come on, you know, you know how this happens, right? Hey, can you do something such? Well, you know, I got kids. Poor kids get blamed for everything. <laughs> the reason we're not getting involved is because we have kids. Man, let's have more kids and then we don't have to do anything. It's a shame that we use our kids for excuses, not to push the gospel out. My schedule is not convenient. I like like that time doesn't work. Does anybody know John 3:16? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Anybody know that scripture? Who knows that? Well, do you know that, that, that what led to that scripture was an inconvenient meeting between Jesus and Nicodemus? That Nicodemus came to Jesus at night. It was, it was, like, it was, it was like 2 a.m. or something, right? I, I'm sure I read that. But it wasn't a convenient time that Nicodemus comes calling. And I, 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 I guarantee you that those of you who are involved in ministries and, and, and in other people's lives deeply, you know it don't, like, it don't happen during the day. It's always at night. Somebody's calling after I'm in the bed. It's at the end of basketball practice that the girl wants to talk. Well, can, can we figure out how to do this before practice? 
Right? We can't, we can't push the gospel out if we only want it to happen at convenient times in our lives. It would be great if, if, if we could just be pastors from 10 o'clock to 11.15 on Sundays. Sweet gig. <laughs> you take that right, Mike? That, that, that the convenience, this idea, that's our default. We move to these default settings that take us out of pushing the gospel out into the world. And, and then Paul moves to say, like, like, that becomes one thing, right? And, and, and I would add that, that as a church, we, we begin to do that also. That, that church is the ultimate insider's club. Right? Because we take that default setting of me and we apply it to our congregation. And then it's about us. Right? It's about our Sundays. It's about our community groups. It's about our, our me, about us, and how are we going to get it together? How are we going to get to know each other? All those things are, are good. Nothing wrong with doing those things. But when those things become the major default setting of the church, then we lose out on pushing the gospel out into our community. And so churches become ultimate insider clubs, right? Like, like the more you're here, the more you're inside. You come to the women's gathering on Wednesdays, you'll get further inside. You come to the prayer stuff, you'll get further inside. And as you get further inside, you get, you get known better, right? When Jesus apparently turns, flips that system on his side and he makes the gospel about who is furthest away. And how do we get the one furthest away into the center? And how do we keep focusing on that? This furthest person, drop them in the middle. This person out there, drop them in the middle. Matthew, drop them in the middle. Zacchaeus, drop them in the middle. Mary and Martha, drop them in the middle. Mary Magdalene, drop her in the middle. The woman who, who only has a little coin, drop her testimony in the middle. Then Paul says that uh, in this space, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Once we, once we got this, this, this gospel in us, then we have a different way of looking at people in the world. And we no longer regard people from a worldly point of view, it says, that, 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 that we understand and know that people are shaped and born in the image of God. Everyone. Right? And that everyone is an image bearer of God. And then understanding that, that we know that the beauty of the gospel is God wanting to show himself through everyone. I want that image of me in you to shine in the world. I want people to know this about me, that, that I, am, I am a black man growing up in Philadelphia or in L.A. I'm a woman who grew up on the south side of, on the east side of Oakland. I want people to know that my image is that's part of my image as well. And I'm going to shine through every person 
male, female, bond, free, rich, poor, that I'm, I want my image to be known. So we can't look at people the way the world looks at people. This is what Israel couldn't get. They couldn't get that their job was to be image bearers and to locate other folks and let them know about who God is so that they too can bear his image. What they did was focus it in on themselves. They went to this default setting of us, me. And so they begin, they begin to become uh, a snobby and pharisaical in who they were and these laws and all of these things they're supposed to do and, and, and made it heavy. The gospel's not supposed to be heavy. It's not easy. But it's not supposed to be heavy. My yoke is easy and my burden light. See, see, we're, what they, what, 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 we can't create clubs for blessed people. We're the blessed ones, and this is our club, church. And God loves us. God bless America. I mean, God bless the church. <laughs> God is not into this, I am better than. God's not into that. Matter of fact, there's a parable about a dinner party, right, that Jesus tells, and, and they invite all these folks to the dinner party, and they think they're too good to come to this dinner party, and they don't come. Then the parable says, well, go out and invite everyone in the highways, byways, whatever. Invite everyone to come because the party is going to go on. See, we think the party stops with Christianity and with those who are elite of some sort. And God says, no, nah, the party is going to keep going. I'm going to keep calling people to me and I'm going to keep bearing my image and I'm even going to bear my image in places that you don't think I should bear my image. And so Rahab comes along and, 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 and Rahab gets put into this line uh, and David comes along and David gets put in, in, into this line. The party of the kingdom will continue. It doesn't stop because I think um, like the party is about me. The gospel can't be pushed out in that mindset. Some people better than others, nah. Some roles better than others, nah. And for us, like, 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 can we take a little east side, like, like, turn here? Um, is that all right, Pastor? Like, 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 because we always got to add a little east side swag to what we do here, right? And so, so, so the east side swag here says that we got to understand, right, that folks of color living right around us, right, are being taught every day that they don't matter. 
Right? That, 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 that some kids walking up to the school every day and the school's not, not, not serving them well. The school doesn't understand where they come from. The school doesn't understand like, like who, what, what their issues are at home. The school, they don't see themselves in any of the teachers or the staff at school. And so us on the east side, we know that our community is full of that. Something like a hundred different languages spoken in our community of people who are given messages every day that they don't matter. So the east side swag has to be what? That you matter. And we are going to let you know that you matter. That's part of our work with Holla. Like, we want to walk up beside some of these kids and say, hey, like, you are an image bearer of the king. You matter. The, the fact that you're louder and you eat something different and your family operates differently, don't worry about that. You keep doing that. You don't have to lay your culture down to understand and know who God is and for you to get a good education. Executive order, build a wall. Executive order, police have more power. Executive order, private prisons are good. Executive order, Dakota Pipeline, go ahead and do your thing. Executive order, uh, refugees stay out. Executive order, bathrooms and civil rights with transgender folks, no way. Do you see how the system is bearing down on our community? That list is our neighborhood. What is our neighborhood feeling right now? You're going to be kicked out. Your family can't come. The cop can do what he wants. Right? If we don't understand that the gospel is, is, is not about us, right, and that we need to push it out, then we need to know what's going on around us and how we push this thing out. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by work so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So you know, uh, uh, Eric has gone over this over and over again, that the gospel is not just about some proclamation. It's not just about like saying this thing to come to Jesus. It's a combination of that and what we do on the streets. It combines the issue of justice with the, is with the power of knowing Jesus. One story, one gospel, incomplete if we don't have both. How is this practiced? They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching 
and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe and the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day, they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with gladness and said hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. It came down every day living. Right? This thing is about faith and practice, right? This thing, this, this, this thing is about like faith and works, not just talking, but walking it, right? Not just, not just saying part of Christianity is sacrificing for people, but actually sacrificing for people. You gotta walk it out. We've gotta walk it out. And it comes down to practical everyday life. And we can't do that in the, in the default settings that we already have. We have to intentionally choose another way of living. It says that they, 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 well, you know, uh, this is a like, five week sermon, but, but, but like, like the Holy Spirit came, right? And the Holy Spirit changed who they were, right? In a moment, right? Like, like worried in a room, praying, God, where are you? What are we going to live? How is this going to happen? Right there in this room and trying to figure things out, 500 of them and they don't know. And then the Holy Spirit comes. And then all of a sudden, Peter's like, let's get on up out of here. Let's preach this thing out. Right? Like, and that 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 setting of like like oh we're worried oh we're scared to like Peter walking by somebody in his shadow like healing them silver and gold have I none but that which I have get up and walk bro right it says that they saw power Perhaps our default settings aren't changed because we don't believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. We don't really know if God can do these things. We're not sure. We don't trust that power as much. See, that's where, that's where for me, like the testimony of the saints come in. Right? That's where that's where our, our relationships are important. We gotta we gotta know and meet people that, that God's power like like manifested in their lives. So that we have stories of, of power moving out. Some of us don't have those stories, and we've gotta figure out how how you understand God's power where it's made available. And one of those is prayer. So Wednesday night, like, like when there's prayer times, there's times to figure out and connect to God's power. Other east side, I got another east side commercial right here. Like, like this is not just about like Mike and Eric and Angelica, right? And Ashley and Hakeem. It's only five of them. 
it's 200 of us. Right, so this deal, like, like, and Esau, we when something goes down, we're not, we're not, we're not looking for those five people to do everything, right? Like Christ in us, the hope of glory, right? Like, like, like He wants the word of reconciliation to go out, like, like to be represented in the whole of the community. Five folks can't do that. Two hundred can do it better. Sorry, that was a little east side, like commercial break. Sorry about that. It says they were filled with awe that this community that came together, right, that they, they, they were filled with the awe of who God is, right? Like it didn't come together around a particular personality or a particular person's abilities or, or, or the, the place where they met was incredible and uh, the PowerPoint graphics were, were just, just wonderful, right? They are wonderful, by the way. But, 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 but like, like, like none of that is why they came together because like like Mike has mad skills and we love the worship and and we do but that's not why we come together right like like Eric's a mad teacher and disciples people and has a heart for that that's cool but that's not why we come together we come together because the spirit of God has called us together the spirit of God says hey I want a church in the east side of Portland that's going to move the gospel out into places where people People aren't supported. That's why we're here that the Spirit of God called this show. There was a people priority. They prioritized relationships with people. Right? That 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 it says that they began like to sell their stuff. Like the our default settings can't even fit like like I don't know about you, but like like I love my man cave. Right? Like my man cave is dope, bruh. Like, like, you know, you've been in there, like, 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 like. If I had to sell something out of my man cave so that you can eat like man, like I would I would do it probably, but man that'll be hard. <laughs> I worked hard for that big screen that's sitting in my man cave. The scripture says that they gave that stuff up so that the gospel can move out. And as they gave that stuff up for, here's the, here's the kicker. As they gave that stuff up for the gospel to move out, the gospel moved out way beyond what they could even imagine. So, so like, the question is going to come back to us, like, what are you willing, what are we willing to give up so that the gospel can move way beyond us? That's a hard question, right? That's, that's what we're in here to wrestle with. 
That's what our small groups are for. Like, 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 hey, like this week we're studying this thing. And what does it mean? Like if this person doesn't have or we know that there's 50 kids over at the school who don't eat on the weekends. What does that mean for us as a body of Christ pushing out the gospel? What does it mean that this family like like might be deported? Are we going to like build a fortress up in this place so that they can't that family can't be deported? What does the gospel mean? How do we push it out? It's great that you eat together in your community groups. Awesome. It's great that you catch up on life. It's great that there's a place for your kids to play. But do that, but don't leave the questions on the table. How are we going to push the gospel out? Every week. In your small group, make sure the question is, how are we going to push this thing out? Imago is a great church. Anybody participate in Love Portland? Oh, what? Hi, oh, Eastside. I didn't mean for that to get uncovered. <laughs> but there's a day in August called Love Portland that most of Imago is supposed to participate in. <laughs> It is a great day of volunteering. And it is a wonderful idea. But it's not the whole of the idea. It is to get us out together, like, like to, to make a footprint in the city so that you have access to dive in relationally. It's not for us to celebrate ourselves every year and have Love Portland and go hook up some schools and, and have some barbecue and, and all that. That's all cool, but it's also to set us up to move in relationally so that the gospel lives in people's lives where they are practically through us. This is the intent of that day. We just heard about uh, missional grants. Money is set aside for you to move out into the community and do the thing you were called to do. A little East Side commercial. I got a lot of these today. Sorry about this, brothers. The East Side commercial is what we like to see uh, is that done in community cross cultures. See, because part of the problem is our kids of color in this community don't see people of color in leadership. Don't see people of color moving out and coming into the communities and representing, like, like leading in some of these spaces. So what I would say for us at Eastside is if you have an idea, find a person of color to do it with you. Let's add a little Eastside flavor to that. Let's end the white hope deal. We got a lot of great white saviors in Portland. What we need is, is commitment to the gospel message of diversity Amen. and multiculturalism. How do we do that together? Eric told us it's going to be messy. 
And yes, it's messy if you take your idea to a person of color and they have another idea and y'all got to beat that thing out. <laughs> beat that thing out and then let what goes out represents the kingdom of God in a different way in this city. Try this low east side commercial. Hmm? The Lord added the demonstrated sacrifice is the gospel on the streets. Nothing. I don't know anything that works as well as, as sacrifice demonstrated. I, I, like our, our gift to the public square as believers is our ability to sacrifice for others. That's our gift to the public square. Right? Because in the public square, the default setting is always me. We're saying we're going to go into the public square and the default setting is going to be others. What can I do for you? How could, like, what kind of sacrifices do I need to make in this space that's going to push the gospel out in a way that it can't be denied? Personal sacrifice does that every time. When people see like, you're giving it up and sacrificing when you don't have to, it speaks of God and the kingdom of God in our lives. So how it works well. Right, 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 right. We, we, we see this taking shape in small ways. In the ministries that we're involved in already is when you sacrifice, when we lay it down, that the most profound things happen beyond us. When you take those calls at night, when you get up in the middle of the night, when you stay after for an hour or two to talk to this person, when you take that call from this parent uh, for the 20th time, those self-sacrifices go beyond us. And it takes the situation out of our hands. And that's ultimately what we want, right? We want God to be known and seen and experienced. And the example that we are left with Jesus is total self-sacrifice, right? The cross always comes back to this cross. This cross that says, I will die for you. In fact, it says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Before you decided to know God and follow God, he died for you. Before I made good decisions, he was walking with me, praying for me, calling me to himself, dying for me. 
So the example of Jesus leads us back to the table. And prayerfully, this table will represent our default setting and a change from living life for ourselves to living life for others. And as we live life for others, the gospel gets pushed out in a way that's beyond what we can ask or think or imagine. It's his deal. Amen. Let's pray. Jesus, we think of ourselves much more each day than we think of others. I pray that this table is a reminder of the sacrifice you made for us and of the mindset we should have to sacrifice for our community and for others around us. May your kingdom come. May the gospel move forward with power. In the name of Christ, we pray. Amen. We pray that God will use this message to strengthen your faith and draw you into a deeper relationship with himself. If you're interested in hearing other sermons or want more information about the church, please visit our website at idceastside.com. Thanks for listening.